You cannot avoid criticism in this life. Even if you seek to follow Jesus well, people will have issues with you and discuss it with others or confront you. How should we filter through these critics? We must decide to learn from some and ignore others. It's time to get the second mile in filtering criticism. Hey, this is Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541, where he says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go the second mile. And that's why we want to talk about filtering criticism today. Uh, the first mile type of believers would basically, when critics uh, come against you and say something rude to you, uh, the first mile believers, right, uh, you either don't say anything or uh, maybe the way of not following Jesus is to pop off and say something in return and say, oh, you think this about me? Well, let me tell you what I think about you and your mama. And so that can be the, the typical way that we will process through when criticism happens. Uh, but one of the things that we've got to do, and I think this is very important as we follow Jesus, um, we know that there are people who will discuss uh, their frustration with us or they might confront us and might do it in a positive way or a not so positive way. But we have to learn how to filter through that because uh, not all criticism is created equal, right? Uh, some of these people that you hear from uh, might be somebody that you actually want to learn from. It's valid uh, feedback. It's a valid uh, pushback that you feel like, you know what, this person is saying something true and I trust them and it's hard to hear, but you know what, I need to learn from this. And that is one group of people, but there's a whole other group of people that basically you have to consider the source. And while that sounds very rude because we want to know that all people are created in God's image, uh, that doesn't mean that all people are spiritually mature and should hold the same type of weight in someone's life. And so you do have to learn uh, from someone some people, and you've got to learn how to ignore others, and you have to learn how to filter that criticism to take what is necessary for your own soul so that you can grow and develop, and on the other side, what is some criticism that you need to process and put it in a proper place, and it may not be to uh, put you down in the dumps, but to learn from it. So if you've ever tried to live for Jesus, you probably have, uh, maybe you haven't uh, verbalized it, but you thought, you know what, I'm trying to do things his way, so things should be really easy right now, and sometimes that's laughable, right? In fact, sometimes when you try to do things his way, sometimes it actually gets more difficult, and uh, and unfortunately, even sometimes spiritual people don't get it. Um, some of the deepest hurt I've ever had actually came from people who claim to follow Jesus and want uh, you know his best for my life. And, and so while I sometimes go, well, why is that? Uh, I look to Luke chapter 8, and I realize something that's very interesting. Uh, Jesus was, his ministry was really starting to move, and a lot of more people were coming along. And in Luke chapter 8, verse 1, it talks about he was going to these different towns and villages, preaching and telling the good news of the kingdom of God. The 12 disciples were with him. And then it says, there were also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and sicknesses. Mary, called Magdalene, seven demons had come out of her. And then he starts listing some other ones that are supporting uh, him and the ministry. And the reason why I bring this up is here's a woman who had seven demons come out of her. And she's part of the kind of the inner circle, that, that ministry posse, right, that was going around and making a difference and uh, following Jesus and helping out other people. Her testimony was very different. And so you're kind of shocked that not only is Jesus uh, using her, but that she's in a place to be used, right? But then you, what's crazy is you go to the end of Luke chapter 8, 
And you see this passage where it kind of gives us an indication that not always uh, does everybody kind of come alongside uh, with um, supporting even Jesus, right? In verse 19, it says, Then his mother and brothers came to him, but they could not meet with him because of the crowd. He was told, Well, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. But he replied to them, Well, my mother and my brothers are those who hear and do the word of God. Now, this is not probably the statement that most mothers would say would be what they want on their Mother's Day card, right? But if you look at the other Gospels, you understand that Mary and uh, Jesus' brothers were coming to him to slow him down in the ministry. Something had been happening, and they were really concerned about the reputation of their family and thought Jesus was kind of getting out of control. And uh, they had come to slow him down, to maybe take him home or just to quiet him up. And uh, Jesus knew that. And so he said, I I know that you say my physical family is outside, but uh, really those that are my true family are those who not only hear the word of God, but they do the word of God. Now, just think about this. Here comes Mary, who 30 years before this, uh, 30 plus years really, uh, had heard from the angel Gabriel, right, uh, that came down to make a special visit and say, your son is going to be the Messiah, and he's going to change the entire world. And she's been sitting on this news for over three decades, and now he's starting to implement the plan that Gabriel set out, the plan that the Holy Spirit had confirmed to her and that her and Joseph had signed up for. And now it's coming to fruition and she's starting to feel uh, a little bit overwhelmed by the pressure and she's trying to slow him down. And Jesus makes a simple statement. Hey, you know what? My, My true family is those who hear and do the word of God. Saying that obviously physical family is very close, but sometimes spiritual family even supersedes that because there are connections that are deeper than just flesh and blood. And the reason why I say this is even if Mary, the the mother of Jesus, could push back against him, then why are you and I so surprised when other people push back against us when we start to follow Jesus the way he called us to? The reason why I bring this example to us from Luke chapter 8 is I know that as someone who's trying to follow Jesus, I definitely don't do it perfectly. In fact, uh, I really struggle in the way that I do it. And consider this, that Jesus, as he was trying to fulfill uh, the work of the Father, right? When he is trying to do what God has called him to do, he always did things perfectly. Jesus never made a mistake. So every time he came and did something, he was doing it perfectly. And yet, even in the perfect state, even with a mother who had heard from the angel Gabriel, she still gave him pushback, which means to me, if she's going to give Jesus pushback, then I should not be surprised if I get it in my life. And Jesus clarifies real simply, there are those who that are really the, the people who get it are those not only who hear the word of God, but they do the word of God. And that is the designation that I want you to consider today. Today with the critics in your life. See, uh, as a pastor, I know this, there are a lot of times that people may find um, fault with me, and there's plenty of reasons I could probably give them some more if they'd sit down and listen. Uh, but you know, a lot of times I can struggle and think, well, I want them to get this, and sometimes they might not act very Christian in the way that they will use that criticism. In fact, a lot of times you can tell through the sources of people in your life that are pushing back, if they don't come to you about the issue, but they only talk about the issue to other people without confronting you, you kind of already can tell they're not someone who's following Jesus according to the scriptures. Uh, But with this, and, and how do we know that designation? 
what Jesus said, there's going to be plenty of people who hear the word of God, but there's something different about those who hear the word of God and they actually do it. They actually apply it. And that's what's so important for us to consider today is that if you want to start filtering through criticism, this is what I would encourage you to do, to consider those who not only hear the word of God, but do the word of God. And so, so this is the batch. If you receive criticism or confrontation or, hey, I love you, but I need to tell you something, and if you see that that is person who, someone who not only just sits in church and not only says they're a Christian, but they actually apply the words of Jesus in their lives, they are spiritually mature, they're growing in their own discipleship. If those type of people say, hey, I need to talk to you, I'm not talking about everybody else, not gossiping about it with other people, I'm not posting about it on social media, I'm coming to you and I want to say I have a problem here, that's someone that you want to listen to because they are going about it the way that God's word says that we should go about confrontation. But if there is someone who is not doing that, you kind of know how to filter that criticism. If they're not applying the scriptures, if they are running their mouth, and if they're avoiding actual just biblical, hey, let's sit down and hash this thing out, then I think you can learn how to filter criticism. And so this is where it goes for me. Um, Even if someone is not handling themselves well, I always want to seek and say, is there some shred of truth in what they're saying? Even if they're um, talking about me, or even if they seem angry, or even if I don't feel like they're spiritually mature, I want to say, is there any shred of truth in that? And if so, I want to take it, I want to receive it, and then I got to discard the other stuff, right? Uh, sometimes what's hard about and complicated about human relationships, sometimes someone will say something to you and you might say, I agree with about 60% of that, but 40% I don't, and I really don't agree with the way that they're saying it, right? I might actually agree with what they're saying, but not how they're saying it. And so for you, sometimes you have to filter that and say, okay, what is true in this and how can I take that? Even if they're saying it in a rude way or even if they're going about it in the wrong way, what can I take from this and learn for myself? And if someone is being kind of um, unreasonable or ugly or selfish or just kind of put off with all kinds of issues, then you might have to filter those things out. But if it's someone who is walking with Jesus and is legitimately concerned and coming to you and doing a Matthew chapter 18 confrontation, then you want to listen to that. Why? Because it's someone who uh, has heard and now wants to do the word of God. Here's what I know, that the life of Jesus was perfect and mine is not. So that means that even if I did very well, there's a good chance that I'm going to have people who push back against me. I need to be prepared for such things. And so with that, I need to understand that probably in some of the criticism I receive is just and warranted, and I need to learn from it. Some of it's unnecessary, some of it's unhelpful, and some of it's just downright wrong. And what I do is that I start to ask the Lord, is this someone who hears and does the word of God? Are they following Jesus? And if so, let me even learn even more so from this type of situation. But at the end of the day, if Jesus could make everybody happy, even his own mama and his brothers, right? Even the disciples around him that would sometimes push back. If Jesus could make everybody happy, you're not going to be able to do that either. And so at some level, you've got to look at your life and say, you know what? When I die, uh, I, I really would love to have a lot of people affirm me, a lot of people approve of what I've done. But at the end of all things, you need to say, there is well one well done I am working for for the rest of my life. And it is King Jesus. I want to hear him say, well done. And if nobody else does, I'm okay with that because his is enough. So learn how to filter through that criticism. I hope to see you on the second mile.